Hello, everybody. This is Jill Renee Feeler, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm excited for what comes through. I don't plan these things. I base my messages on research. Or excuse me. <laughs> Maybe we should start all over again. I base my messages based on revelation, not research. Um, so it's always fun for me also in terms of what comes through since I'm not planning it. Um, so it's all just flowing to us uh, straight from Source Creator God. So here we go. Alrighty, let me turn off the chat room for the live group. Okay, very good. All right, I encourage you to just relax your shoulders and let's take some nice deep breaths here. Okay, please imagine within the center of your heart, this beautiful sort of uh, crystal sphere of energy. It is, uh, doesn't really have a, a thick edge like an eggshell. It's more just like a, like a plasma sort of field, okay? And it's right within your heart space. Okay, good. Now, as you're imagining this ball, this sphere of this liquid light plasma yumminess, I want you to imagine that it turns into a tube, like a portal, okay? And at one end of the portal is connected to your heart space, and the other end of the portal you can't see, it's going almost like behind you, but it's actually transferring through the time-space continuum to where there is no time, and there is no space. There is only the omnipresence of Source Creator, what I call God. So you are at one end of this portal and directly at the other end of this portal is source energy. <sighs> There's nothing in the way. That portal is open and clear. But on this end of that <laughs> interdimensional gateway, on the human side of where you are and where I am, in our humanness, it feels confusing. It can feel really, it can be easy to misunderstand things here. It can be easy to feel lied to or even be lied to. This is a strange end of that portal. And the God energy that is directly connected to us knows this. And that's why we do messages like this, to help support those of you, those of us that know that there is nothing truly between us and Source Creator God. And that through this knowing, we have better access to a version of ourselves that we like and hopefully even love. Okay. From this position of you at the clear end of this portal and source creator God at the other end of this portal. You are liberated. You are free. You are creative. You can feel more clearly your sovereignty. You can recognize when your brain, your human brain is trying to play tricks on you trying to make things harder than it needs to be. Very good. Okay, 
Nice. Okay, I'm just going to adjust the camera angle a little bit here, given that I'm relaxed in my chair now. Okay, so let me hang on. I've got to cough for a second. Okay, very good. All right. <laughs> okay, hopefully you're feeling better than you were a few minutes ago. Let's get started. Okay, so again, I don't know what, uh, what will come forward uh, from us to us uh, today, but I love these messages and I haven't shared live. Um, I took last week off because I was having migraines. I'll talk about that in a minute um, or more than a minute. I'll talk about that at the end. Please remind me if I forget. Um, and then the week before that, it was Thanksgiving week here in the USA and I uh, chose not to share a live message then. So I'm excited to be back and I'm happy for all of you that are here live and in archive. Okay, here we go. Okay. Hmm. What we've noticed is that over the past few years, as we've talked more about the fact that you are unconditionally loved, that you are unconditionally respected and even admired in many ways, given that from our standpoint as the eternal self energy, we have a much uh, better appreciation for the difficult circumstances in which you live as your human life. Okay. We've noticed though that <laughs> this tends to be a group of very exceptional, um, high-performing, masterful uh, beings that set your set a high standard for yourself, and that that sort of wide lane of you can't go wrong, you know, it's all good, isn't satisfying to you. You want more clarity about how you can better navigate your you in this reality, and we completely respect that. And that is a lot of times what we're doing um, with Jill in private sessions is helping more directly and divinely coach you individually in those private sessions. But there are uni uni universal concepts that make sense and apply really to all of you. So let's, um, let's get more specific, shall we? You do deserve it. And we have sense that you have been asking for it and we we like those instances where we can give you what you want. <sighs> okay. In all, in all of the various ways that you've tried to create a human life for yourself in terms of food and shelter and clothing, some of your attempts to make that feel more spiritual or more um, valuable or something that you'd be proud to write home about to your eternal self. We've noticed that that doesn't always go the way that you think it should or that you think it will or that someone told you it would. And please know that that is not a failure at all. Okay. It would be wonderful if in the timeline in which you chose to be born, that there were enough opportunities financially viable to be healers and intuitives and um, cosmic life coaches and ascension guides and all of these wonderful things that, that so many of you do either professionally or on the side or wish you could do them professionally, okay? Earth isn't set up well yet. They're not ready for that. So it's not a, it's not a, 
the results being successful in one of those fields isn't the result of being a great manifester. It's some luck. Um, it is some uh, courageousness in terms of being willing to be seen and heard at a wide enough audience range that it, that it can generate the clientele to pay your bills, etc. So we're just asking Jill to go deeper here. She wants something new and, and so do we. And we send so do you. It was never our expectation that all of you would find careers in the spirituality, wellness, enlightenment fields. There isn't enough money there to support all of you. So many of you have tried, many of you are still trying, and it's not a problem from us as your eternal self perspective. If you elect to make, it, make your finances work in more of a mainstream way, let's just repeat that. That is not a problem if you are making your finances work through a very mainstream way, okay? Some of you are looking for something to be proud of, and we love your tenacity that you've been trying to make something work, but, and if it has, that's great, but it's, it's statistically improbable for all of you to be able to make a financial success and career out of something that is so cutting edge to most of the human race, okay? Some of you also have really wonderful training in careers and industries that are, that are widely, uh, I wanna say demanded, um, widely in need by the human race and it's so much easier to draw a paycheck from that or create a business from that. So you're not failing your, your eternal self if you draw a salary or create an income from something that is considered non-spiritual or, or not exactly moving the enlightenment needle <laughs> further for humanity, okay? That's okay, you knew that. You knew that as your eternal self that there would be this sort of quandary. Okay, we just gotta stretch <laughs> Joel's neck out here. Okay. Mm. Okay. So that's the that's the first thing in terms of of maybe clarity that you may not have wanted, <laughs> um, but clarity certainly that you deserve. Okay. So for any of you that are in sort of mainstream day jobs, we love you. <laughs> we see your light, and we actually love that your light is sprinkled into. Uh, scenes and store windows and, and uh, communities and places in your community where it otherwise wouldn't be if you were like Jill and in her home most of the time doing her work. So it really is a wonderful system that that this group is is all over the place across industries and in professional and and you know very low skilled areas. It's it's all good. It's really about your light and you feeling the proximity to your light. And that's why we raise this issue is because some of you feel like that, that portal that we sort of activated and introduced you to at the beginning, that very clear portal, <clears throat> the interdimensional gateway between you and your source energy. Some of you have felt like your human life on this end of the portal should look like a specific thing if you really are um, a clear direct pathway from source energy to here. 
Okay, so let's, let's dispel that myth because you've been this beautiful beacon of light since the moment of conception, since the moment you were a child. It had nothing to do with your career. It, it doesn't have to have anything to do with your career. Okay, now save your questions. <laughs> For those of you that are live, write down your questions because we'll be taking some Q&A uh, via the chat room uh, towards the end of the call, okay? But notice you're possibly an, an inner sort of fight of, but I want it. Yeah, we get it. There's a lot of things that you're going to want that you don't get in your humanness. And again, that's the, it doesn't have to be a problem, but you have the power to make it a problem for yourself. But it doesn't have to be. Most of the things that you stew over, that you have angst about, your eternal self is not concerned about, but you are. Okay? So again, we are re recognizing your mastery. We are appreciating the fact that you're an overachiever and that you, you want to set the bar for yourself higher. That's fine. We love that about you. But let's take maybe the how you earn your income off the table in that regard and get to the things that really do matter. Okay? Isn't it about time that you started trusting <laughs> yourself in the masterful way that you are? You have realized, right, that there's hardly anyone on your planet that will see you that way, but that that doesn't matter, that you can see yourself that way. You can see yourself as the master that you are. A master that doesn't need a slave. A master that doesn't need your name or your face on a billboard or on a best-selling novel or, you know, the public clamoring for your, your your wisdom and, you know, hungering to, to hear what you have to say or, or to try to take you down is what Jesus just said. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. So when you start seeing yourself as the master that you are in the human bodysuit amidst all the challenges that you may face on a regular everyday basis, Hopefully that portal of energy that we talked about at the beginning feels wider so that you feel more energized from your divine energy, not just your human energy and not just your present circumstances. This is epic. So many of you able, truly able Maybe it's the willingness that needs the adjustment, but truly able to see yourself, to identify yourself as an absolutely fully sovereign, wholly complete, pure, divine, light of source creator God that is presently having a human experience and that you get to decide what that means, that you get to decide what that looks like, that you get to personalize it and make it original and unique to you. Just feel that for a moment. The sense of authorship that you have, the creator ability that you have to script this and craft this, your you while acknowledging 
that the world around you does not have to respond and it most likely won't respond to what you want it to be for you. It's almost like the outer world is another aspect of the funnel between your humanness and what you see reflected from this world that is not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of all the unconscious creation that happens in your timeline on Earth. So this, this power, this lens, this, this you, bringing that more into focus, your light, what you're drawn to and why, what you value in yourself and in others, and really dialing that up or even cranking it up so that you give yourself the energetic flow to be that, to be your mastery while taking care of business, taking care of food, shelter, clothing, <laughs> all the other mundane aspects of being human are, are still on your plate right? And they're not being taken care of for you. I mean, it's not that you don't have help, right? But for the most part, there is, there's a lot of um, mundane aspects of being human. You've got it. You knew that. You knew that before you jumped in. You've got this. So where you are feeling overwhelmed, that's okay. That's normal. If, if you're not, <laughs> maybe you're not aiming your bar high enough. If you're just coasting, I got this. It's so easy here. <laughs> that can be great. Um, there are probably going to be times, though, where you, you up your level in terms of what you're capable of, where things start to get a little bit uncomfortable. That's awesome. Being uncomfortable in the human bodysuit in the timeline that you're in, that's, that's a good sign that you are branching out, that you're getting out of your comfort zone. And you're going to bump into some ideas that have made you maybe overly comfortable. Um, yeah, okay, let's, yeah, the team is like, number three? Yeah, let's, let's go there. <sighs> Being a bringer of light on Earth is such an experiment in so many ways. There isn't a set path. There's no one right way for any of you to do this. So many of you are truly pioneers and you are constantly, um, paving your own trail as you go anyway. So even if there were a set of rules, you probably wouldn't follow them. So this originality, what one part of the experimentation that we've noticed hasn't worked for most of you that would be listening or watching something like this is this vanilla sort of, oh, we all do it this way, sort of bringers of light. Okay. Um, the unique, well, there's, there's unique things about you. There's unique things about Jill. There's uh, unique things about all of you. And we, we love that uniqueness. Um, the way you look at things, the way you, what things that you like and things that you don't like, etc. There's been, though, an, a concept, a notion that you are doing it right. You're in your zone of, of divine energy if you're happy and if you're in joy. But that isn't true for all of you. Some of you are right where you may want to be, but in terms of being human, okay? Some of you are right where you want to be in terms of you're all the way in the human body suit, but you're not comfortable with that. 
and being uncomfortable with with being human and in the weird timeline that you're in right now you're in a weird time on earth and you chose that right the idea that there's this added pressure of you're supposed to be in joy and maybe even enjoy all the time that may work for some of you but it's probably the minority of you okay so the majority of you that are not feeling happy <laughs> all the time and maybe not even most of the time some of you have felt like you're doing it wrong okay what if you're not doing it wrong <sighs> what if the majority of your human ride is an experience of discomfort but you came anyway relief possibly <laughs> to a lot of you yeah yeah some of you also have a higher propensity for joy than others some of you some of you your sense of joy and bliss is extremely conditional extremely temporary and not reliable at all um, those of you that are kind of glass half full you tend to be negative um, whatever <laughs> well, you know you know what we're talking about and then some of you are just incredibly optimistic and you can find the good in almost anything and anyone um, it's easier for for you folks to have access to joy but all of you are a direct recipient of the divine energy you're you're clearly in the the zone at that that your end of the portal between you and source energy god okay okay so we we feel some of you saying but what is that supposed to look like believe us when we say or at least consider it you get to decide that there are so many factors that you get to decide about what that looks like whether you're in a relationship or whether you do it solo whether you get public assistance or whether you'd never take public assistance there are just so many decisions that you get to make about this and some you've already made and, and now you get to live with those decisions right um, <laughs> some of them you get to revisit so there's just there's so many knobs to turn for you in order to experiment with what does bring you more joy if that's your ultimate goal some of you are not joy potentially isn't your primary goal some of you are very uh, passionate and dedicated to this idea of of um, helping raise consciousness and helping share wisdom true wisdom in your reality so there's there's a whole bunch of you know gives and takes and choices and pros and cons about how you do this and there is no one right way for all of you to do it there's not even one right way for for you to do it okay so how will you know uh, whether you're doing it right or not there there is no right way <laughs> there is no there is no clear direction of whether to know whether you're doing it right or not um, just notice where that question is coming from that question is coming from a portion of your brain that is under the illusion or delusion that you can get it wrong okay let's let Jill get a drink here so just like there had been this idea that you and others okay let's just slow down here okay <clears throat> just like your 
messengers and wisdom keepers, etc., had been experimenting with this idea that you must be doing it right if you're in a state of joy and that the goal is joy. Some of you had also been experimenting with this idea that you needed to be... Okay, hang on. We're going to go deeper with this part. Some of you were also experimenting with the idea <coughs> that there were no mistakes that you could make. So are we saying that you could do this wrong? Hang on, we're right at an edge, right here. Hang on, because I, I know we're gonna go, we're gonna blow right past this fence. Okay. Sorry, this is taking so long. I'm meandering through some important gateways and, um, gatekeepers with this one hang on there are paths that are more honoring to the sovereignty within you and the sovereignty within others. There are paths that more clearly uphold the love that Source Creator has for life, for your life and for all life in this reality and in all realities. The free will to be able to make decisions and choose things for yourself on your journey. So yes, there are ways to more authentically and truthfully uphold the values like those of Source Creator energy of which you are a direct reflection of you know those times when you have felt a little icky about decisions that others have made or decisions that you've made where you felt your free will limited where you felt information being withheld from you or whether you felt like you've limited the free will of others or whether you felt like you limited information from others, even if it was for very good reasons. So it gets, this is a very gray area, right? And we completely respect the fact that as we talked about at the beginning, it, it 
can feel so confusing to be at the the human end of of this portal of energy and we completely respect that and we're asking you to be more honest with yourself about who and what you are and maybe choices that you are currently making that you want to make differently about maybe who and what you are, like we said, or even just um, small or big choices in your life and how you are supporting others or not supporting them in making their own choices for their lives. You only have control over your one. Thank God. Because that's enough. That's a full-time job. So this idea that some of you have felt, switching topics here, responsible for everyone or overly responsible for those beyond your you, that's probably going to wear you out energetically if it isn't already. And the more that you do that, you'll probably feel yourself dropping the ball in your own life about who and what you are and what you want to be proud of in yourself. There is something to, there's something very important and valuable about you being proud of you, you being pleased with yourself and your life. Okay? So it's okay if you've experimented with some ideas over the years that sounded great and maybe the, the spirit, if it came from a spiritual messenger, it just sounded so good that, that you didn't have to do anything unless it made you happy. Um, and then at some point you're like, wait, the dishes in the dishwasher need to get emptied. <laughs> or the dog poop in the yard uh, needs to be picked up, <laughs> right? Um, there's some basics of, of living that in the moment may not feel joyful, but a job well done can feel joyful. And that those situations of, of doing sort of the right thing, the taking, being responsible, being res, response, responding to your abilities in big and small ways in your life start to accumulate and make you an even happier person in your life. Okay? So the more honest with yourself that you are, the more you can distinguish between what experiments you may have tried out and that may not be working well for you. And maybe you want to try another way. There's no time like the present to reconsider all of those things. And if you're listening to this soon to when we're sharing it live, you're coming up on the December solstice. And that's just such a wonderful sort of uh, uh, blank slate sort of do-over. And you truly can have those every day. But uh, the opportunity to in, the, in any moment to just sort of take stock about, okay, who and what am I? And what do I like? And what do I want to just like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> Let's try something else. Um, or what do I want to work harder at? What do I want to be better at? What would make me happy with me? Because trying to make other people happy is most often a pointless, fruitless task, especially if you really aren't happy with yourself. To be proud of yourself does make you a more likable person likable to you and that may make you more likable to other people too and that's always it's nice to be liked um, but to be liked based on phony 
sorts of things of, of, you know, trying some out, trying out some, you know, consciousness experiment of, oh, well, I'm only doing what makes me happy. Um, that may have, I don't know, maybe that led to some superficial relationships of a bunch of, maybe it led you to a group of people that weren't exactly achievement oriented. And maybe you like achievement, maybe it, maybe it makes you feel good. For Jill, that's definitely the case. Um, she feels good about a job well done. And she's not obsessive about it, but she takes a lot of pride in her work and doing a great job. <coughs> and she never measures up <laughs> fully to herself. Okay, let's relax our shoulders here, please. Okay. <sighs> okay. So for those of you that are live here on Jill's computer screen in the chat room, feel free to, uh, to pipe up your questions. If you want to ask some, uh, related to this, we, this quite subtle, uh, in terms of words here so far that we've gotten to, and sometimes your questions help us sort of nail it down and make the, you know, let the, <laughs> let the spaceship land on the, on the runway, uh, to make it more pragmatic. But in general, what are we saying? In general, we're saying that you are one, you are your one. And if you don't like some aspects of, of what your human is on, on your end of, of this portal between you and source energy, then please give yourself the authority and the permission and the curiosity and the ambition and motivation and work ethic to ex you know, experiment with your one in another way to do you that makes you happier. Okay. Yeah, this is big. This, this could be big. And, and you could start anywhere. Just start somewhere. Okay, let's go to the chat room here. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. And yes, I <laughs> have the option of picking whatever questions I want. Um, okay, Suzanne, I see yours here. Can you speak about frustration with ourselves and our lives? The true source of this when things aren't to our expectations and desires. The true source of this is you and your personal sense of values, your personal sense of, of an ideal of what you want to be and that there being too big of a gap between what you're currently experiencing in your life as you, as Suzanne, and what you strive to be or what you want it to be. Sorry, I'm just laughing because I'm on the second level of my house and there's a squirrel <laughs> high up in this aspen literally looking at me and I know he's saying, where is my food? <laughs> you took my food away. I'll restock you at later this afternoon, my friend. <laughs> okay, okay. so Suzanne, that's, that's what that is. Um, now let's, let me just check in for you here. No, that's good. Your team is like, that's, that's good. It, it is. I mean, so monitor that sense of frustration, um, with yourself about your life and try not to be hard on yourself about what you can't change and what you can't fix and redirect yourself towards what you can change and maybe can fix or adjust or maybe put more effort into. Okay. Because frustration doesn't have to be a problem. Frustration can be a motivation for you to uh, work towards a, a truer sense of um, a Suzanne that you're happy with. Okay. And that's, that's good. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Connie is saying, can you review the part about, can you get it wrong? Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. Yeah. Related directly to Suzanne's question. We can get it wrong by pretending that we're as good as we can be, that, that there's no better version of ourselves that we could create. That's not true. There's always a better version of us that we can create. And there are things in our lives and in our worlds that, that sort of add to um, the support for us being our best self. And there's things that totally distract us from being our best self. Again, best self from our own sense of opinion, our own sense of values and ideals. You know, some of us have really forgotten what our values and ideals are because in some flavors of consciousness and spirituality, we've, there have been some versions of that that said, oh, well, it's all okay. Everything's all right. Everything is good. Um, and you guys have, the, that have hung out with me for a while know that at some point, because I tried that out, and I, and I was actually pretty good at, at that worldview of, no, it's all good. And then at one point, I was like, you know what, it's not all good. <laughs> I started to be more, more honest with myself that, that I don't want to pretend that I'm okay with stealing lies, <laughs> manipulation, murder, you know, I just, I'm, I'm like, well, that's not, that's not good by my sense of, of self and opinion. So if that's not good, then what else isn't good? And, and then what is good? I did start to, for myself, realize that I like me better. And I, for me, it's more real and source is more real in this reality with me at this end of the funnel of the portal recognizing and acknowledging that there are some things that are not okay, even to my eternal self, you guys. Okay. Our eternal selves are not neutral about, um, lies versus truth about honesty versus deception, um, about murder versus, you know, honoring life and, the life-giving nature of, of this reality and the, the fight for living that is in, instilled into all life forms. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, there's, there's no end to that kind of discussion about what is good and what is bad in that context. Some of those being universal. Yeah, excuse me. God, that's so weird. These little tongue-tied things. Um, some of them being universal. Um, that was the attempt, <laughs> right, of the uh, the Ten Commandments and things like that. And every religion has has a set of those. And and then in New Ages, and we kind of said, oh no, let's experiment with this idea that there that there are no commandments, that there are no universal um, universal concepts of right and wrong. And I don't think that's good. I, yeah, but you might, right? That you get to choose for yourself. I, I don't think it's going to go well, but that's, that's how I look at things. So, <sighs> okay. Oh, lots of good stuff here. Okay, let's see.
Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody is asking, what is the real optimal balance in a person's one when in charge of when in charge of children opposite the influences of the world? Oh, Diane, you may need to ref put that in again and write it another way because what is the real what is the real optimal balance there are more there's more than one real <laughs> optimal balance there by the way in a person's one when in charge of children opposite the influences of the world oh i wish i wish there one real were, were one real optimal balance because they're there's more than one, and of course, every child is their own one, so there's that to deal with, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, your, your team is just saying that's impossible to answer in a, in a question like that. We did, we did do a parenting series, though, you guys. Diane, you may be interested in that parenting series. Just Google Jill Renee Feeler Parenting Series. And then you'll get to consider it yourself. It's, it's, that was, I really love what came through in that series. Um, and I'm a parent, as some of you know, of two daughters, 16 and 13 right now. And I certainly am not pretending to have it perfected. Um, yeah, Jesus is just saying, well, tell him, tell him, <laughs> tell him what you are, what is important to you in terms of your values for your children. It's important I think now I see this more than I did when my kids were young. I want them to be tough. And that doesn't mean that I mean so that they can be tough, but I want them to know that the world isn't fair and that they have to stand up for themselves um, and represent their own interests and that they will not always be liked and that there will always be some people that, that literally don't like them. Um, and then there will be some people that like them for the wrong reasons. So to be smart, to be savvy, um, to think for themselves, to decide for themselves what feels true and right. Um, but that sense of being strong, um, I would feel personally as a mother like a failure if my kids, especially at their ages of 13 and 16, came home saying somebody said something mean to me and, and like, I, like that's not right as if we can make the world a place where no one says anything mean to them. Um, no, I'm not saying that I, okay, so I, let me clarify that. Do I like it that the world can be mean to us? No, of course I don't. Am I expecting the world to change its way of being mean sometimes? Uh, no, I'm not asking the world to change that. And that's why <laughs> I want my daughters and everyone, you guys included, to have a thicker skin about when things don't go our way and to be more resilient when the world isn't fair because it isn't fair. Now, do I feel, do I value fairness? Oh, <laughs> totally, right? Um, and I, I, I feel it's very important, and my daughters know this at least about me, hopefully they're making their own choices in the same way, about being fair and honest and of integrity, a person of integrity, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so those sorts of universal truths, right, I, I think are good. And I've been so, I mean, some of my proudest moments of my daughters are, are yes, when they're helping out someone that, that needs help. Um, but also extremely proud of them when they stick up for themselves. Um, when 
you know, my younger one wanted to, I think I told the story maybe in one of the classes about my, my 13 year old when she wanted to quit band, <laughs> she didn't want to play saxophone anymore um, in sixth grade. And her band teacher emailed me and said, is it okay if I go talk to her? I'm, I would like her not to quit band. And it was kind of towards the end of the school year. And I said, yeah, you can, you can go talk to her. And he did. And he basically tried to bully her into staying in band. And she, she fought back <laughs> with her, with her words, just saying, no, well, I don't want to, I don't have to, I'm not going to. And he used every manipulation, passive aggressive, shaming, guilting her into doing it. And she didn't. Um, she's, you know, this, you know, third, I guess, 10 year old girl at the time in sixth grade with this very senior, um, you know, 30, probably some years teaching teacher, basically trying to, to manipulate her. Um, only with words, right? But still words count, right? And she stood up for herself and I was so proud of her. I was like, yes, Georgia. Because I was, as I was listening to the story, I was like, you know, uh, did, did you, did you, did you feel uncomfortable? I mean, did you want to, where were you? And she said, we were in the hallway. And I said, if that ever happens again, and you need Mr. Aguirre, your regular teacher, you know, you may want to go in and say, hey, just a minute, I'm going to go grab Mr. Aguirre. And she said, no, we, I, I didn't need him, mom. I was good. And I was just like, damn, <laughs> good job, girl. Um, so that, that makes me so proud of her that, that she'll be able to represent herself and her interests in this world. That doesn't mean she'll get what she wants, but band is optional. Hello. <laughs> right. Um, and that she's able to advocate for herself. I think that's very important. Um, and that she's not a pushover and even somebody in a, in a, in a more empowered position than her, not just a teacher, but a very senior teacher, um, who's I think used to getting his way that, that he didn't win. Um, yeah, I'm just like, yes, Georgia, <laughs> good job. So I told her I was really proud of her. Um, yeah. And my older one has examples of that too, where she, um, a teacher will say something, you know, towards the beginning of the year of, you know, well, how's it going so far? Do you guys have any feedback? And she gave five minutes of, well, I wish, you know, when you do this, it doesn't really work well. And maybe it's just me, but you know, and she's just, you know, almost complaining, but constructively for five minutes in class. And she walked out after that class and, um, the other, some of the other kids that she's not close to said, thank you so much for saying that. I agree with almost everything you said. Um, and, and anyway, so yeah, I'm super, I mean, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I'm very proud in many ways of who and what they are. Maybe work ethic, they're not as strong on, but I partly blame myself for that, uh, in terms of ways that I parented them. Uh, but also I don't exactly have the best work ethic. I'm selective <laughs> in what I work hard at and, uh, but so far so good. I mean, I'm almost 49 now. <laughs> so Anyway, okay, let's keep going here. Okay, hey, Dolores. <sighs> She's saying, I feel burnt out with life. How do I snap out of it? I was emotional the last two weeks. So, oh, Dolores, I love you so much. And I think I know which Dolores this is. Oh, I love you, sister. I, it has been a weird two weeks, hasn't it? I felt very um, kind of like hibernation, sort of hunkered down and private session work, you know, being busy with that, but I did take the week of Thanksgiving off. So yeah, I can relate. It's a very, it's a sort of shifting energy sort of time, I think for some of us and oh, you guys might be able to, Max, what are you doing? I know, come here, come see me. Good boy. You want to hop up? No, oh, good boy. Let me I'll adjust the camera here so you guys can see Max. Hi. Hi, baby. 
Um, you guys can on the video just watch Max. <laughs> He's probably better to look at anyway. Um, okay, so I feel burnt out with life. Yeah, give, your, give yourself a break. I mean, Dolores, I know you have a lot going on in your life, and there are times definitely where I'm just like, I just need a break, <laughs> right? And doing things, whether it's in nature or just kind of getting out and about, where you can really feel like you are getting that break, okay? And, you know, getting support if you need it, if it gets, you know, desperate, obviously. For some people that are pr prone more to depression or even suicide, you know, please, literally, dear God, get the help that you guys need if you fall into those categories. Okay, some of us hit a deeper bottom than others, and I, I, I really encourage you to, to do what you feel is necessary in that regard, okay? All right, and big hugs to you, Dolores. I'm so sorry that, that you're feeling burnt out. Okay, Sherry is saying, would you say that most of us have very high expectations regarding our not accepted in the world that we may not always achieve? And this is why we become frustrated with ourselves. Okay, let me read that again. Would you say that most of us have very high expectations regarding our not being accepted in this world? that we may not always achieve, and that is why we become frustrated with ourselves, it's possible. I do think some of us are just more easily frustrated than others. And there's also, our teams are just pointing out that the frustration is less likely to happen when you are feeling successful in one important area of your life, okay? So, um, this opportunity that we have to uh, to advance, I want to say ourselves and create a version of ourselves that is feeling successful in something that matters that may take the the pressure off of some of the other areas of our life that that aren't perfect. Um, I know for me, I, I feel a great sense of achievement in in my work and doing that. And even if I weren't blessed enough to be able to speak with as many of, of you here. You guys, when I first got started, nobody knew I was here, right, on the planet and able to do this. So um, even when there were five people listening, I, I felt uh, very proud of what I was doing. So my, my sense of achievement and, and satisfaction with the work that I do is not based on the numbers. It's based on the fact that I'm doing it, okay? Um, and early on, I, I had low to no expectations that it would ever uh, grow into something as, as big as it is right now. So that, that I didn't think that even where I am right now in terms of the, um, the audience size and um, you know, financials and those sorts of things, I never would have, would have uh, expected that it would have grown like this. So I'm, I feel extremely blessed and very pleasantly surprised and I'm glad I didn't count on it, right? Okay. Okay, Sherry, I hope that helps there. Okay. Oh, thanks, you guys. I'm getting some nice compliments in here, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Connie. She said, fabulous answer. Thanks so much. You are welcome. And Amy's saying she, she loved the parenting series. So Diane, you, may, you, got a, you got a recommendation there from her as well. Okay. <laughs> Max. Mm. 
Max is just a little love bunny here today. <laughs> I'm adjusting the camera angle up. <laughs> Max's tail is literally in my face and I love it. Okay. <sighs> okay. Hmm. Okay, Martin is saying, I wonder if the reason why we experimented with no universal morals is to act like God. Who does God ask if he needs to know what's right or wrong? No one except him, her, itself, right? I would also add to that, Martin, and I do agree with you, I, that maybe one of the other reasons why we experimented with no universal morals is to act as if there wasn't a God. Right? And that's where this may get a little bit conspiratorial, and I'm totally okay with that. Um, I do feel, oh yeah, Jesus said, do it, Jill. Yeah, it was just, I thought about this earlier. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, that was a possible message, and I'll just, it, it, maybe we'll share more in, deep, more in depth on this. But for the non moral or amoral faction of, of not just the human race, but of energy within this reality, they benefit highly from disempowering light like ours. Bringers of light are very powerful energy. By whenever there is something guiding a bringer of light to pretend as if there is no right and wrong and there is no there is nothing better than something else that is a wonderful way of disempowering the, some of the most powerful energies on the planet to act as if everything is fine and that everything is okay right it's kind of like taking not that we're sheriffs but it would kind of be like I mean, sheriffs are powerful people, right? It's kind of like taking the sheriff's um, taser or gun or badge <laughs> away. Um, and I don't want to be the morality police. Uh, <laughs> Jesus just said, or do you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a funny joke I need to think about. Um, but I, anyway, so yeah, just, I'll just leave that right there for now. <laughs> Maybe we'll go into it another way. So thank you for that, Martin. Okay, you guys, we're about to wrap up here. Max, I love you too. Oh my goodness, I'm just getting so much love. <laughs> oh, you guys are really going to want to watch the video, especially if you love cats. And Max, my normally shy boy, not shy at all. Okay, you're welcome, Diane. I'm glad that helped you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, Suzanne is say, saying, I am, and this relates to you, Dolores, I am hitting a very deep bottom right now. So taking better care as I am able, making sure to be here today is so important. Um, fabulous answers today. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. So, okay. Yes, the migraines. Yes, let me, in our closing here. So I had a, I had some pretty good migraines last week and some of you sent me tips for migraine relief and I so appreciate you. That's so sweet. The reason for my migraine, I believe, um, was what I call die-off. Um, it is related to a very clean way of eating. When, I, when I'm transitioning from not eating well to eating well, there is um, a gut dysbiosis that 
happens when, for me anyway, when I'm eating badly, whether that's just junk food or sodas or whatever. Um, I don't, it's my, it is my habit to eat poorly. And earlier on in my years, um, when I wanted, when I started to feel heavier than I wanted to, I could just, you know, do like those protein drinks, like from Costco or remember Slim Fast. I would drink those for breakfast and lunch and then have like a light dinner, not even necessarily healthy. And, you know, in my 20s and 30s, that weight would just slide right off. And then I hit menopause at 45 years old and my gig was up. <laughs> the tricks were over. Um, so that's when I went on really my first sort of diet, which isn't a diet, it's a nutrition eating plan. And what I was led to is by Dr. Gerard Mullen. It's called the Gut Balance Revolution. I know some of you have your own ways of, of eating that you love and that you're super dedicated to. And I'm so happy that you found something that worked. For me, that was what worked for me. It's called the Gut Balance Revolution. And as I was reading that book and following that protocol, I was getting a lot of information from my team on a metaphysical level about extra information about uh, truly the supernatural way that our human systems work. And um, I started to feel better within five days of eating that way. And that was November, October of 2015. Um, yeah, but uh, when you first go on it, and yeah, you only get the results if you're eating this way. <laughs> when, anyway, for me, uh, once I stopped eating that way, uh, like, oh, like, duh, <laughs> you, you don't get the benefits anymore. Um, so I'm about eight, seven, I started Monday of last week. So that's eight days in, uh, nine days in. So I'm on day nine. Um, but those first four days, I get really significant, significant die off where the, the, if you will, the, the poor function and gut microbiome, um, uh, living, right. They're living like bacteria, viruses, et cetera, that are in your gut are not being fed by the normal junkie food. So they're dying and they make you feel like you have the flu pretty much. So migraines, I just felt like crap. Um, anyway, so then by Thursday, I started to feel better, which is great. And I am already thinking really, really clearly um, and a lot better. So I, I feel just great when I'm eating that way. And I did create my own program called Minding the Matter. As I mentioned, it's available for you if you wanna do that, but you could just get the book too and do the gut balance revolution um, your own way. I did tweak it and I talk about that in the Minding the Matter series, but anyway, just do something, be better, right? If you're, if you're not getting the results that you want, but um, on the Minding the Matter page, I talk about all the different ways that I feel so much better in my humanness. Um, and I do feel like, and I think I do remember hearing from people that their moods were more level, their thinking was clearer. I mean, the benefits are just endless. Um, yeah, so it's worth it. And it, you know, I end up cooking a lot more for myself and I don't really like to cook. So that's, there's some downsides definitely, but it's all worth it. So anyway, perfect. So for those that are feeling a little blue or whatever, it, I mean, it's, I, I can't believe how much the food we eat matters in terms of, um, health and wellness, that food is medicine and even for weight loss and lean muscle tissue and things like that, I just, I always thought the recipe was the gym and that even if you were eating poorly, that the gym could help counteract that. And now I, I think in some cases that can be true, but in a lot of cases, if at some point I think the game is over in terms of being able to eat like crap and not suffer the consequences of it. Um, and I'm just laughing because I totally remember 
that bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just using um, kind of. I remember that version of, of sort of new ageism that I heard when my kids were little. And it was this woman, and I, I get Susie something, and she said, there was a client that I had, and, and he showed me a potato chip that he was eating, and he showed me that he was, that he was turning it into an apple, and that the potato chip that he was eating actually had the health attributes of an apple and a piece of fruit. And I remember, and now I feel so silly and gullible, I believed her. Oh, fudge, right? And... I, I mean, that would be cool if that were true. And if that's true for you, then God bless you. But that's not true for me. I can't meditate my way into eating whatever I want and just pretending that my body's fine. Um, and you may feel that way too. So getting serious about eating lots of vegetables, um, minimizing the sugars in your diet, minimizing the carbs. So minding the matter is kind of keto, um, but not with the junk food. Some keto has a lot of junky ingredients in it. And... Um, so whole foods, like real foods, minimally or no processed foods and um, minimizing the carbohydrates. Is that it? I mean, you can add fat to it. You don't have to. But if you increase your fat intake, that actually helps you get into a state of ketosis. But for some people, even just limiting their carbohydrates um, and increasing the quality of your food can give you the health benefits. So anyway, there's a lot there. So I guess that's it. We're over our, our hour here. I know, Dolores, she's saying, Jill, how do I ask you questions about the book? Go to your email. I know, thank you. You guys, when, sometimes when you send me email uh, questions in an email, it's not that I don't read them. I do read all my emails and I read all YouTube comments and all that stuff. It's just that I, I have a way of balancing my own personal time where I don't feel necessarily obligated to answer all the questions. And I'm, I'm sorry if that feels selfish or rude or that I don't like you. That's not what it is. It's just my way of balancing my, my me time as Jill. Um, and I probably, I'm probably more guarded there than I need to be, but, but just because you ask a question doesn't mean I'm going to answer it. I'm sorry. Um, in private sessions, it's different, right? And we're in, we're in, we're in person. I, I, as some of you know, that have done retreats and travel and workshops with me, et cetera. I love questions and I, I'm not answering all the questions on here either. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All right, you guys. But Dolores, I will look at my email. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, you guys, I think that's good. Thank you so much, everybody. There's a lot here. I didn't get to all of it. I love you so much. You're so welcome. There's a lot of thank yous and nice words here. And I appreciate you guys so much. It's such, I feel so blessed. <sighs> so blessed to be a bringer of light alongside you as a bringer of light. And um, yes, we hold ourselves to high standards. And I'm glad that we do that. I think that's great especially in this reality that's that's good and hopefully we can feel more successful in our humanness as we go forward and i'm going to be listening again to the message today please check out the video especially if you want to see max here <laughs> for a while in it um he's a beautiful black furry velvety cat and he's just so awesome so i'm really thanks max for hanging out with us today all right i love you guys bye-bye for now and see you next week 
um, check out Minding the Matter if you're interested. And we've got the Boise workshop coming up at the end of April in 2019. I can't wait for that. I have, um, I, when I looked at the signup list uh, recently, I was like, oh my God, we've got a powerhouse group coming into Boise, Idaho in the Pacific Northwest of the USA for that uh, event. And I can't wait to see all of you. And some of you that are coming, we've traveled together before. We've done fun trips to Egypt and things like that together. So I, I literally can't wait to see all of you there. And I'm very excited for that. Um, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> okay. I love you guys. Bye-bye for now.